Hi there, Ali Clark. Eddie Bannon. Shane Lowe. And we're all with you as you're listening to this podcast. Hope you're enjoying your day wherever you are. Uh, um, because today, well, it's probably the first time Eddie and I have really had an argument. Yeah, and guess who won? Me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, waiting for you to say me. No, Sh- uh, Shane told me to say you. We took your calls on how much you spend on your hair, and I am shocked about oh. how much money the women are spending on their hair. Insane, unbelievable, and everybody, I think, is intrigued about a band breakup and with what has happened with Silverchair. Daniel John's spilling the beans. We'll get into that as well. Enjoy the potty. You also had Paul Kelly. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was Paul a Cowell. Yeah, day. yeah, it was pretty chockers today. Yeah, yeah. Why do we fight so much, Ed? You fight. I win. How much are you spending on your hair at the moment, Ed? Not a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> let us know. And as always, we've got these uh, Royal Adelaide show tickets up for grabs for anyone that um, contributes to the show today, but um, or for best caller. But the reason why I ask is because a news anchor over in the US has been fired after 35 years with her network and there are allegations that it was her decision to allow her hair to go grey that has perhaps led to this firing. Now, TV execs have come out and said, no, that's not the case, but um, her decision to go grey was certainly questioned uh, about it and everything else. Mm. Um, More than 70... uh, Sorry, US, Canada, actually, not US. More than 70 prominent Canadian journos and activists, uh, people, politicians, all that sort of stuff, have signed an open letter showing support for her. And she supposedly stopped dyeing her hair during COVID because there were so many restrictions you couldn't get to hairdressers and everything else. Now, I've seen a photo of it. She looks amazing, Mm. much like Professor Nicholas Spurrier put grey hair on the map here in (laughs) Adelaide, if that makes sense. But I would say that unlike if that was a male news anchor who goes grey and everyone goes, ooh, the silver fox, Mm. for people like Professor Nicholas Spurrier, everybody that would say, oh, she looks amazing, ooh, but not every woman could pull that off. That was always the qualifier behind it. Always the qualifier behind it. And I just think, I, I mean, I'm absolutely going grey. Absolutely going grey, but I'm still persisting in dying with my hair. Okay, you so. Dye your hair. You, absolutely. I how do. often would you dye your hair? Well, go to a hairdresser maybe once a year, but I'd buzz off down to the little food land down there and get myself a box on the yellow ticket special, <laughs> which is actually why my hair is quite stripy because I can never remember which one I get. I just get the cheapest one. And so I've got all okay. different shades of brown in there. Right. But yeah, no, no, I, I'm, I dye my hair. My mum went grey quite early, um, but she, at the age of 70-something, uh, mum, good morning, um, uh, still dyeing her hair. Would just, you ever let your hair go its natural way? Not no, I don't think Why I would. Not? No, not for not for a long time. Be- Why not? Because it would age me, and I don't. I mean, I think you guys know that I'm not overly vain yeah. and yeah, everything else. <laughs> you see what I would turn up to work in, um, <laughs> but I just I just think it would age me, and I think women. No, I know women get judged so much harsher than men in the ageing process. So much harsher than men. I don't know. I mean, but going bald, I mean, if you see a man who has a wig and you know it's a wig, he gets judged harshly by everyone. Yeah, but that's once, like that's one tiny 0.5% of a population of person who chooses to do this. That's because this... the wigs are getting better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but this is this is like an entire multi-gazillion dollar industry nah. that is built specifically around 
trying to play into women's insecurities about how they feel invisible when we're getting older, how we feel ignored when we're getting older, how, I mean, look at how many youth elixir and wrinkle stopper pro- <laughs> products are marketed at women. Yeah, but you, you know, Nicholas Buria, she she let her hair go go great and it looks great. And you said not every woman could pull it off. Yes, I, I disagree. I think every woman could pull it off because people find confidence attractive and if you're happy with your skin that's the attractive thing I think women I, I, certain, certainly myself I had to make a decision to do the comb over or just to just to shave it all off and shaving it off is the best thing for yeah, me yeah but when you did that at how old it's literally about sort of 14. Exactly. Yeah. You, you went, and that was really, so you were still had other things going on and you, you were very, very young to do that. And I think, Eddie, that you're maybe colouring, <laughs> pardon the pun, but you're colouring your perception of ageing and what most people go through based on the fact that you made that decision when you were super busy. Here's an example. Yeah. A dad bod, right? Yeah. Dad bods. You know, that, that, that reference is, oh, well, he's had kids, he's got a partner, he doesn't have to worry about the sit-ups anymore. Mum has a kid, maybe puts on a few weights or doesn't lose the baby pounds. Oh, she's let herself go. Like there, yeah. there's, there is absolutely different ways that we look at women ageing older as, as opposed to men ageing older. And I just think it interesting. And it's an interesting conversation that's come up because of this woman's firing. And who knows really what's happened and I'm sure that's going to play out. But, yeah, I just... I just I don't know. I don't know one woman who has embraced what she really looks like and everyone goes, wow, that looks great. I know bigger oh, women. My I know, oh, my goodness. I know women. Wow. What? Wow. That is what okay. I find. And that's what most wow. people I was no, find. I Eddie, no, Eddie, you are living. I mean, I want to come and live Someone in who holds themselves well, no. like a bigger person who holds them, a woman who no. are a... Even the person who just has a, a birthmark and just goes, I don't, I'm happy with this birthmark. This is your problem. The confidence Eddie, to be I you, adore you and really? this is why I love you. I adore wow. you because you live in this wonderful world where you think that that is the case. But that woman, as soon as she walked away oh. or strangers would comment on her, it is, and, and it is absolutely <sighs> true. And, Look, and so how much money do you think women are spending? Well, buying? how much do you reckon it costs for a woman to go and get some foils in her hair? 90 bucks. <laughs> 8300 1023, ladies. Oh let's That's educate them. Let's, let's educate <laughs> Can I say the conversation over that ad break has been uh, quite intense here in the studio? <laughs> and the reason why is because we're talking about this news anchor in Canada that was let go ostensibly, she's saying, because she allowed her hair to go grey. And so Eddie and I have been having this conversation that I think women are judged more harshly when they age than men are. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're being judged more harshly by men. Mm. They're being judged more harshly maybe by themselves. They're being judged more harshly by other women and by society. Mandy from Darlington, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? How are you going? Now, are you letting um, the hair go? Are you embracing the silver? I am rocking it. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm rocking. No, I I need to clarify. I'm rocking the embracement of me allowing myself to do it because, you know, I was a little bit nervous because my husband is the silver fox in the family and he wasn't quite ready for the second. He said, oh, I don't know, you know, uh, you, you know, you might look a bit like your mum and Let's it's kind see. of a bit weird, you yeah. know, to say your mum's hot, but, you know, I don't want you to kind of be looking as old. I'm like, you know what, my, 
my mum is, you know, a really good-looking woman for 82, and she went grey quite early, and we said all along, Mum, don't, don't diet. No, you look really good grey. Same concept. She, yeah. you know, she kept, kept dying it. But look, I think the problem is when your hair is growing out that little bit. I think the, the worst part is the regrowth, and that's why you go get it done. That's right. You're on a re, you're on a exactly. merry-go-round, are you? It's just like you're chasing it. Exactly. So I think the best thing is to find a good hairdresser that can just kind of blend it all together, so you don't look like you know the old English sheepdog. Um, <laughs> put it all you know together to make, <laughs> put a few frills in whatever. But I, and there's been a bit of a joke in our family. In the last two years I've been doing this, I'm 55, and um, we have been doing funny side-by-sides every time professors on TV, I take a photo, I take a photo, and then I have to get my 17-year-old to do the, you know, the, the whatever you have to do to make a side-by-side piece of the app, right? And then we do this dress-up where I'll try and find an outfit that looks like what she's wearing and then we zhuzh the hair. I mean, she gets a stylist. She is, you know, she is rocking it. But we've had a bit of fun with Nicola over the last two years. And it's been quite funny because there's a bit of a resemblance. Oh, Mandy, I want to see these side-by-sides if I can. I'll, I'll, email, Excellent. I'll email a couple of good ones All through. Right. Thank you very much, Mandy. And just quickly, how much money do you think you're saving on now not dyeing your hair? Oh, you know what? At least another couple of Mimco handbags per year. Oh. <laughs> I don't know now how much that costs. Now I was about to say, now I've got to explain to the boys how much that is. Thanks, Mandy. <laughs> Shannon from Dover Gardens, good morning. What are you spending your money on with regards to hair? Well, see, I'm also doing, like, the threading of the eyebrows oh, and, you know, those crazy little chin hairs you need to get lasered, <laughs> like waxing the legs. So it's also the removal as well. If only we could channel all the hair exactly where we want it to grow. <laughs> exactly. Just, like, get a dog. Go around there. Get up there. Yeah, thanks, Shannon. Uh, Andrew from Morphet Vale. All right, you're going to give us a bloke's perspective. What's going on? Yeah, no, I reckon um, it's quite attractive of a female just going natural the way we were intended to be, to be honest. Well, how old are you, if I don't mind, if you don't mind me asking? The, the big 30 next month. Right, so you're young, you're up and happening. And so yeah. your wife is, what, going natural or you're encouraging her to? Yeah, my wife's 12, 29, and, uh, I mean, she still gets her hair done every month and that, that alone just... Cutting, cutting it down and keeping it straight and nice and that, it's 150 a month. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and she gets out of hours every fortnight. It's, 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 it's just expensive. Yeah, so, so Andrew, here we go. Andrew, Andrew, from, from this man's perspective, is it the budget bottom line or is it the natural? You know, I, I like that she wants to make herself look pretty, but I'm also the, the old, I was brought up old-fashioned, but the way you are is the way you're meant to be, yeah. I reckon, you know, no, no makeup, just go natural. I mean, I'm nearly 30 and I'm going bold and I've got grey hairs. You don't see me going to get wigs. I love it, Andrew. Thank you uh, so much. Um, let's go to Lisa of Millswood. How much are you spending on your hair? Uh, about two and a half grand a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> so about 460 every 10 weeks. So that's foils, wash, cut, yeah. blow dry treatment and I'm using all organic stuff so I'm going to a gorgeous salon that uses all organic right. gear as well. And so are you married? Are you, you know, do you run this into the family budget? 
Uh, I hope uh, my husband's not listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will. Hi, Pete. Um, and, um, yes, I do. And uh, we've all got different vices. So, you know, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. drink wine all the time and don't you know, do others. Yeah, so that's mine. In Let's... and here is definitely mine. Oh, Lisa... At least I've got some here, you see. I you think know? we're almost best friends because I love that. I don't drink wine all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. I'm trying to book Lisa, you're a star. Thanks for calling. Breaking news. Something out of a movie. Slips have their dirty secrets. What about embarrassing moments? Slips into the personalities. Hey, don't you be famous? The Ali Clark's Breakfast Show. E-news. Oh, look, really sad news about one of the greatest Australian bands of all time, Silly Chair. So many amazing songs. Yeah. I remember growing up singing so many times, and it's really sad to think how the band has gotten to the point where it's at now. I, I don't know if you saw this last night in the project. Uh, Carrie Bickmore interviewed a very uh, emotional Daniel Johns and spoke to him about how, well, his relationship with the rest of the band members kind of turned sour, and there were times that were very uh, condescending about his personal struggles. Here's what he said last night on the project. That would never come to. Why not? Bitterness, jealousy, anger. One of the guys in particular has taken a real shining to kicking me while I was down when I was in rehab and stuff. Saying that I was um, exploiting mental health to sell records. Wow. God. Unbelievable. That's a huge claim. Mm. You'd have to think that the rest of the band would come out and speak about that because he did go on and talk about Ben Gillies who is actually the husband of one of the Real Housewives of Melbourne Mm. and so he has his own profile now as well so... Oh, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of it. And if that's true, that's abhorrent. Yeah, and all of these, they grow up together, they spend all the other teenage years together. If you get to that, I don't, I just, yeah, it's really sad, isn't it? it? Yeah. Oh. Um, anyway, change of pace. Now, okay. this is a yeah. very interesting story from supermodel Kate Moss. I love that you're laughing in all the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, Wait, do you hear this? So, uh, Kate Moss in uh, British Vogue has shared uh, the story about the very first time she received diamonds from Johnny Depp. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And she said to, is <laughs> that went? Uh, Johnny said to me, look, um, I've got something for you. She went, okay. And he said, yeah, it's it's in my ass crack. What? Did not. I'm, I'm just, this is what she said. Did not. We're going out for dinner. He said, look, I've got something in my bum. Can you have a look for me? So she put her hands down his pants and felt something around and then pulled it out. And she pulled out a diamond necklace. Oh. So well, he gave you know. her a diamond necklace from his bum. I mean, it is diamonds. Yeah, like, whatever you got to do, ladies. <laughs> really? Oh, God. I mean, oh, my God, that is no, terrifying. What I would have done is I would have pulled out the diamond necklace, I would have broken up with him straight to Cashies. <laughs> That's how that night would have unfolded. <laughs> if she'd pulled it out too quickly, there could have been blood diamonds. Yeah. You know? yeah. Last week was pretty great because I got to chat to Bernard Fanning, uh, a.k.a. Bernard Fanning and Powderfinger fame, um, but also the iconic Paul Kelly. But we had to hold off until this week when we could actually tell you about this amazing concert series. He is coming back for the Red Hot Summer Tour, and I just started by asking Paul Kelly how excited he was to be playing with Bernard Fanning and Missy Higgins and Bicker and Linda, the list goes on. But also I wanted to know from him what his secrets were for writing an Aussie classic. What's his method? You need a lot of, like you said, quiet time or what I might call idle time, just doing nothing. So you got to clear the space for that. got to go to your instrument, I guess. For, mm. for me, it's either the piano or guitar, kind of form of doodling, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at other times when you're not trying to do that, you know, someone might, you might read something or you might hear something uh, that you think might work in a song. 
yeah. a line or a phrase. So I try, try to write that down. It used to be a notebook, but now it's just on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I sort of just build up lots and lots of random phrases and lines. And then sometimes writing a song is just starting to sort of put one, one line next to each other and then seeing if it makes mm. a story. It's pretty haphazard and it's pretty accidental, but you actually got to give yourself time to let the accidents happen. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, well, having said that, I doodle a lot and it just ends up as scribbles. Yours ends up with arias <laughs> and, and, you know, hit records. Do you enjoy the company of people? Do you enjoy your company just as much as others? I do. Yeah, I like, I like, I like being on my own. I like to read. I'm pretty sociable as well. Yeah, it's just a balance. Yeah, I, yeah. I got a, I got a big family and a lot a lot of family, so I'm always in touch with them and a group of friends. Yeah, well, I do both, but yeah, pretty happy on my own as well. Well, you were brought up on this station only a week or so ago because we were asking people, you know, who was the most famous person that they went to school with, and someone rang in straight away and said Paul Kelly. And we're like, oh, my God, will you win, clearly. And uh, I said, well, do you remember much about him? And said so he always used to play at the parties, like and just pick up the guitar. Is that the way you remember it? It's funny how people's memories um, <laughs> change over this because I didn't play school. I didn't play guitar. I didn't learn guitar until afterwards. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, I did start playing guitar at 18 and start singing songs to other people. So maybe somebody went yeah. to school with me that was part of that. I played trumpet at school and the school band. <laughs> that didn't really get you many callbacks no. parties just Paul Kelly sitting in the corner playing on yeah. his trumpet yeah no that, that, that didn't ha- did not happen <laughs> out of all of your incredible catalogue do you have a favourite song uh, often it's like the newer ones we've got a new song out called Northern Rivers at the moment that we really like playing and that, that'll be in the set I'm sure for Red Hot Summer Grave is always a good one to play because it's one of those songs that just sort of it's got an inbuilt gear change in it that just sort of it plays us more than we play it if you know, if you know what I mean <laughs> Well, we can't wait to see you surrounded by all of these incredible musicians. It's Red Hot Summer's tour. It is returning in 2023, and this all-Australian lineup is just going to be absolutely amazing. Um, I always ask this of people who have won awards, um, people of note. Where are all your arias and things like that? Where do you keep them? I've got one. Actually, got one as a door. One as a doorstop, just right next to me. Because they're <laughs> really by your feet there. Really, yeah. That keeps you can keep a door or a jar with one. So they've got. One here because they're really heavy. <laughs> well, certainly when you're carrying 17 of them, I can imagine yeah. <laughs> there'd be a weight. Hey, Paul Kelly, thank you so much. Cannot wait until you come back to South Australia. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. We're looking forward to it too. Thanks, Ali.